no one for me goodbye my lover goodbye my friend you have given me sorry james blunt anybody yeah oh my gosh was that james blunt yes no that certainly was james blunt okay i don't know why i like i ended the show i ended my facebook live and said goodbye <laughs> and then it brought me into that song. So you're welcome, everyone, for the solo. Uh, today, today we're unpacking a little bit of what I said, because I definitely raised some hairs um, with what I posted yesterday, which I think is super important, because keep questioning. And not everything that I say here is going to fit you. Take what does and leave what doesn't. But for me, this is a really really important. Um, in my notebook, I tend to like asterisk big breakthrough days or big breakthrough mental shifts that were super important. Um, and this would be, be one of those things because what I've realized is I'm assigning a lot of narratives to feelings, to states of beings unconsciously and not consciously rejecting their, them, therefore adopting them and really completely out of my control and thus working completely against what I set off to do here, which was live life on my own terms. And I am unconsciously still living life according to stories that have been told to me around different feelings, around different identities, and I have to consciously reject them or I am unconsciously accepting them. Dang. Okay, let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, the Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Heyo! It's so great to see you. I can't see you at all. I, can't, I really can't. <laughs> oh, I can't see you. But I wish I could because I just imagine how like much you're glowing 
as a result of shifting your mindset and the way that you think of yourself and like just all the love you surround yourself in. I, ugh, you know, I started to realize how much my look had changed after this like glow up of just loving myself unapologetically. And, you know, that's never a done deal. I still have to coach myself out of seeing imperfections in my body and being like, ugh, ugh, you're gross. Um, and then coming back around and being like, no, uh, you're amazing. <laughs> I think you forgot that. So it isn't like one and done. Oh, now we love ourselves. But I will say now I'll see myself in pictures and where that would have like disgusted me before. Now I'm just like, oh my gosh, she looks happy and whole and she is glowing and she's glowing as a result of loving herself and as a result of being in alignment with the things that I want, the things that were draining me, that were making me look older than I was, that were making me look run down and exhausted were like that physically appeared on my body. Right? And when we released that, um, all of a sudden it was like, who is this person? I can't even. Um, and I know that you're looking and feeling, even if you're only feeling that a couple days a week, man, that's a big shift. It's a big shift. Okay, so let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness because we can't even stop ourselves at this point. If we stopped talking about how fabulous we were, it would just... It would be silly. Why would we do that? Why? Why? Um, my great thing is continuing the conversation. And this is this is what I find. So I run a lot of social media strategies um, for the companies that I'm building. And I know there are a billion ways to do that. Um, my, my tried and true method, although not always successful, is just pure consistency and not even pure consistency for reach and for engagement, pure consistency for the conversations that happen outside that, for the underlying conversations, right? It's continuing to tell your story when you're not even there to tell it, right? When your reach goes beyond right where you're sitting, that's why social media is really important. And I know that that's hard for some people because they're going, oh my gosh, social media is so exhausting. I don't know what to say and I don't know what to put on there. First off, you figure that out. And if we can always tie it back to what lights you up, content that you feel excited about sharing, then let's stay there. But if we can just get consistent with it, conversations happen as a result. And I cannot stress that enough. I just launched a new company with this strategy and they're about a week and a half in and they're starting to see the outpour and the impact of conversations happening consistently, right? People going, oh, hey, they're still doing that. Oh, right. Maybe we touched them in the beginning and now they're coming back around because they're like, whoa, this is a real thing. This is this is out there. This is happening. This We're keeping that conversation going. And honestly, if you're just diving into social media or you're just launching a business page or you're just starting to do that work, 
it's hard to know what to say, what hits and what doesn't. And so probably the first six months is just going to be trial and erring and then pulling data, which ones worked, which ones didn't, you know, some of your posts aren't going to work, but like finding a strategy that works for you, but more than anything, being consistent with what you're putting out there and the fact that you are putting out there because those underlying conversations, the ones that go on, whether they're good or bad or otherwise, those ones that go on, keep the conversation alive. Whereas if you're not out there, and you're not on there, or you're on there once a month, right? It's not enough to engage people in what you're doing. If you are posting every day, people, one, take notice, because it's kind of rare. Um, and two, they they just start to wonder, right? What is going on? What are they doing? And they ask questions. And that's what I've seen with my launch that happened about a week and a half ago is that people are starting to ask questions and more and more are coming back around and having more discussions. And that is amazing to see. And it just keeps the story going. And that's what I like most. I have a very organic approach uh, because although I know organic has its obvious limits, um, I just don't, I don't like to manage paid ads unless I absolutely have to. And I know exactly what I'm going after as a result of that paid ad. Otherwise, organic's in my control and I can change on a dime and add in what I need to add in. And I just like that. It's it's just easier for me. So that's my approach. And I think my great thing is seeing the impact of that firsthand. And very quickly, right, right out the gates. And even though that wasn't necessarily my experience with this strategy, that doesn't matter. Because over time, you're going to perfect it. Over time, you're going to get in front of audience. And I think the more focused, conscious effort you have on who your audience is or could be or wants or needs or how you fit that, the better off you'll be. Now with the company that I just launched with, they had a very good understanding of who that was and what they needed. And so that made the communication and the content that much easier. When I first started, I was just all over the place and no idea. And we weren't really all that consistent in the beginning. So it's a continual evolution of what this looks like. But I think for me, I am loving how great it feels to be right or to have to have consciously perfected something over time enough that I could take it, duplicate it, and implement it and see faster results because of that pre-work. And, you know, for me, maybe that was all a part of this journey. It's like I'm supposed to do the work first, learn the lessons first, and then be able to go out and implement, right? What a cool thing. I'm just turning my computer here. There we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's my great thing. Go ahead and ground yourselves in your own greatness. You're probably not going to regret it. And by probably, I mean you absolutely won't. You're not going to. You're not going to wake up and be like, you know what? Hmm. 
Yesterday, I started my day with talking about how amazing I was. And honestly, it just felt like I had a nasty old cloud over me. It was like, ugh, this greatness cloud that followed me around and it was really gross and heavy. No, that's not going to happen. It's like this greatness glitter cloud that's around you. And it's not even cloud. It's like fog, but not the heavy kind of fog that gets in your lungs and it hurts you like the light, wonderful, cloudy fog. But instead of fog clouds, it's glitter clouds. And you're just walking around in your greatness all day and you're surrounded by it like a plume of perfume. And you can't even deny yourself your greatness because you're covered in glitter. Okay. Can anyone not be great if they're covered in glitter and confetti? I'm going to go ahead and add confetti to that. I can't even stop myself. You're amazing. <laughs> and you're not going to regret the second that you start recognizing that and calling more of that energy into your life. You're just not going to. Try me. You're not going to. It can't happen. It can't. So practice greatness grounding. Do it every day. The more that you do it, the better you'll get at it. The better that your life will get as a result of creating the frequency illusion of your own greatness. And I can't even with where your life will go after that. Okay, let's go ahead and dive all the way in. Today's show really is kind of a expansion of yesterday's work. So yesterday I said, maybe we don't name the feeling. And this is a hard concept to grasp. So if you need to re-listen to yesterday's or you need to re-listen to today's, I'm going to try to kind of scope around what I mean by that because I had a couple of comments on social media that was like, what? Not naming the feeling. That's where I live my life. Like, come on, we have to name the feeling. And I wasn't saying just, just for help and clarification purposes. I wasn't saying we're not naming the feeling. I'm fine with us naming the feeling. I feel like it's very important as long as that feeling story is in alignment with what we believe to be true. If we're adopting a story of pain that someone else told us, right? If I have knee pain and I'm adopting the story that my doctors have told me over time. And so when I say I have knee pain, automatically I'm assigning that story, but I didn't establish that story. That's not what I wanna believe about the pain in my knee, right? I want to believe that the pain in my knee will guide me when it's time to slow down. But it's not debilitating and stopping me from movement now and into the future. It's not. I don't give it that power. No, thank you. I don't want that story. No, I don't want that story assigned to my knee pain. So I'm going to give that one back. Not adopting that. But when I assign something, when I name it, when I give it a feeling, right? When I tell myself what it is, I am fine with that as long as we establish and align the story first. Because I think what's happening is a lot of us are assigning stories that we have never had control over, right? And it happens a lot when you think about where you go in depression. I, I think depression is probably one of the bigger ones because a lot of those symptoms and things that come along with that, a lot of the things that happen are a result of a lot of Google searches and probably doctor's advice and weird 
advice that you got from that aunt who's always sad that your mom just kept telling you that they're just sad and they need to take less meds. And I don't know, right? Like these are where the stories around some of those ailments, and I wouldn't even call it that, but around some of those diseases and um, diagnoses that we give ourselves. And so I'm good. Let's name all the things. But let's make sure we are conscious of the story we give ourselves as a result of naming something. Because when we don't consciously reject that, we're unconsciously accepting it. And that's a dangerous place to be. And so that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about allowing ourselves to reject the old story, okay, by, nope, knee pain does not mean that for me. And allowing ourselves to create a new story around that word, around that feeling, around that assignment. Okay, I'm feeling knee pain. I want to believe that my knee pain is only a signal to slow down, to rest more, but it is not a signal to give up all mobility and options when it comes to movement of my body. I reject that diagnosis. I reject that story. And once I create my own story around that, once I create what that means, then I can consciously adopt that and reject the old. But when I'm not in control of that and I'm just taking on old stories and piling them up and packing them in, oh, welcome old stories, oh, welcome old narratives. Hi, it's great to have you back. You're very comfortable, right? And I'm packing it up and I'm just driving away. It's heavy. We're going to have to get a trailer soon. And I don't want you to take on all that baggage, Right? I want you to start releasing those things, releasing those things and creating your own stories. Because my guess is a lot of those old stories that are staying in your subconscious mind are holding you back. And so the second that you name it that, even if we've, even if we've done work to create a new story, right? Nope, that's not what depression means to me. Depression and feeling low and burnout and sad means that I need to find new ways to get out or I need, I need rest. My body is signaling that I need rest, but it doesn't mean that I'm strung out, that I'm sad and I'm eating and I'm doing Netflix for seven weeks, right? People have told us that that's what it means. People have told us that that's what people do as a result of this sickness, but is it? Is that what we want to do as a result of our body signaling us? No. So let's reject that. Okay. Let's get rid of that. Reject it. I'm rejecting that story around that diagnosis. I'm rejecting that. I don't want that. I don't want that in my life. And so I'm going to go ahead and just release and reject and then write my own story of what it means to be this thing, to feel this feeling. What does that mean to me? And not what does it mean because I saw my dad do this growing up and so 
that's what it means to me because that's what he did. No. You get to create your own definition of that feeling. You don't have to follow those molds. And that's why it's so important to establish new stories around those feelings before you start naming the feeling. Let's keep naming the feeling as long as we're in control and in alignment with what that feeling means to us. Right? What is that for you? What looks like that for you? What are the things that happen to you that recur a lot? That you feel like you're out of control in. Because I almost guarantee that out of control is because we're not in control of that narrative. We let someone else assign the narrative, assign the story. And since we're not the creators of that, we have no control over it. And therefore, anytime that we shift Right? Anytime that we shift into that place, we feel out of control. Of course we do. We never had control. When someone else writes narratives and stories around even feelings for us, we feel like we're out of control. And we're not wrong for feeling that. We are out of control. We haven't taken the time to name those things. To say what that feels like to us. To say what that looks like for us. And I can tell you right now, if you have emotions and feelings that bubble up and happen a lot in your life, and when you morph into those like moments, if you feel like you spin out of control, it is probably because you're spinning into someone else's narrative. Narrative? Nar- yeah. <laughs> I love when I get serious, but then I say a word wrong <laughs> and then we have to laugh. Okay. <laughs> it's probably because you're living someone else's narrative around what that feeling is. You watched someone experience depression or anger or sadness in this way. And so that's the story that you've written around what that is. And then you shift into that place and you adopt those things. And those are not necessarily your feelings. Those are not necessarily, that's not necessarily your energy around that feeling. You have control to rewrite that story. So bottom line, today, I am telling you, I am fine with you naming things. I'm fine with it, right? But you have, you have, you have, you have, you have to do the work to reestablish what you want those feelings to feel like, what you want those things to feel like. We can't ignore that they're happening. We can't say, oh, no, I don't get sad. I'm just a happy hustler out here hustling. I'm the happiest person you'll know, right? Like that's toxic, man. We can't do that. We can't. I'm a grinder. I work harder than anybody. I am a killer. I don't stop. Cool. That's awesome. 
that's the perfect narrative for someone. And I'm so happy that people have taken control of that. And we still have to acknowledge that outside of when we're amazing and great and all the things that we envision ourselves to be, we are going to have these moments where we escape into these other feelings, where things mess up, where we fail, where we fall, where we falter, where we cry, where we're sad, where we're angry, where we're depressed, where we're all these feelings as well. And I've always talked about the importance of naming those feelings, calling them what they are, recognizing what they are, and then paying attention to what happens after, paying attention to what helps, and starting to take notes. Because there are definitely, definitely patterns there. No question. Like, there's not a question in my mind ever for the rest of my life that there aren't clues for this. And so <laughs> that's the thing. That's the beauty. If you take control of those narratives, if you start writing your own stories around what that means, what that feeling means to you, then you can give those things a better assignment. Then you can find alignment with your feelings and the stories around them. So if you have something that comes up a lot, um, for me, one of the biggest reoccurring ones is like, who am I? Who am I to be doing this? Why me? Why me? Why me? Because I see the vision of where it goes and I'm just like, what? This seems like it would just be someone else. Like, yeah, are you sure? Are you, did someone send the wrong path down for me? I mean, I get it, but man, there are times that I look at the bigness of what this is and what this becomes and I just falter, right? And so there are stories that I have assigned to that, that came from somewhere else. Probably not associated with anything that I think or believe about myself, right? Probably associated with what other people think and believe about themselves or have and have projected that on me and written stories for me that I wasn't even consciously aware of. And so I have to decide when that comes up, when those feelings and thoughts come up, do I want that other story? Do I want this story of impossibility? Do I want this story of why me? Do I want this story of too big? Yikes. Don't go there. No, I don't want that story. So let's reject that. That one comes up all the time. Let's reject that old story and let's start writing a new story. Hannah, when this feeling comes up for you, when you're feeling like you're not enough. When you're feeling like this doesn't make sense, why me? This is a great signal that we need to ground ourselves in self-love. So maybe when we get that signal, it looks like taking a break and going and doing something great for yourself. 
that you just love doing. Maybe it looks like, Hannah, you're going to go on a bike ride. Right when we're feeling that. Let's escape that thought. Let's take that feeling and channel it positively. Or maybe we paint that feeling out. Right? What are some of the coping things that we want as a result of this? Because the old coping of when that thought comes into my mind was like, escape, eat some Oreos, feel bad for yourself. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe we watch a movie, maybe we, I, I don't know. Right? But like, escape it. Let's not, let's not go there. Right? We don't feel that. We don't feel that way. That's not a real thought. We don't think those things anymore. Remember, we do a podcast on this subject. We can't think those things. We have to be better than that. No. I'm human. Man, I am. You're hearing me. This is my real life. And so to say that I've escaped all these things and that I'm standing 10 mountains higher than you would be wrong. I might be a couple steps in front of you, but hey, sis, bro, we're walking together. And you may walk in front of me. You may go, sheesh, she's going too slow. We're not over this yet. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and pass, go, and collect $200. Bye, Hannah. Enjoy the dust. And I will. Okay? You're, you're on your own path. I'm on my own path. I can't release and escape things unless I'm willing to rewrite the code behind that, to write a new story into existence when I experience that. And if we're not reflecting on those things, if we're not looking at and challenging those stories and then rejecting that that's what we want to feel, right? Like, no, I don't want to go into a spiral for two or three days because we feel like we're too big for our britches and we aren't capable of handling this. It's not true. I want to feel better, feel that feeling still, right? We're not writing it off and going, well, I know I don't really feel that because I can't feel that because I do this podcast and I'm just better than most of all people. And so everyone should listen to me because I have it all figured out. Please listen. No, I'm figuring it out with you. Please listen. <laughs> Let's figure this out together. Let's overcome this together. And this seems extremely important because I've been calling you to name feelings. I've been calling you to heal from things and say what it is. And now I'm saying in order to reach this higher level, there may be stories that we haven't changed yet. And as I just explored this topic this morning and right now, I'm realizing that there are stories I haven't rewritten yet. When those things come up, even naming it that is extremely powerful because I can say like, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling sad. What's happening, but on assignment, of a story that I haven't found alignment with, I realize that I'm working right back into what I was trying to escape, which was not living on other people's terms. 
And so many of the stories around the things that we experience are other people's terms, are other people's stories around what that feeling is. And so it's important that we start. It's important. It's freaking vital. I can't even. It is vital that we start reshaping our stories around those feelings, around the narratives that we're unconsciously writing in, right? Because I would experience the feeling, I'd name it, and then still, right, even if we process the behavior, still feel this like mental fog and not the cool glittery confetti type, this mental fog of weight that I couldn't easily escape. And now that I'm realizing, you know, we just need to feel it. And I'm only going to allow you to name it if you're in control of that name. Then you can name it and heal from it. But I want you to be able to heal from it in a way that you have assigned under your terms, not someone else's. Right? Not some doctor, not some sister or friend or brother or mom, or dad, or aunt, or uncle, your terms. What is your story around that feeling? What does it feel like to you? What does it mean to you? That is of utmost importance. I cannot stress that enough, period. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, you've made it all the way here. And I do want to tell you that this is like where the real listeners go to get the inside track because we have started to work with brain.fm, which is an incredible meditation, creative focus app, which actually helps with all of those things. Focus, relaxation, creativity, like I utilize it in so many different ways and I didn't realize that it was sort of the music app that I was lacking. And I was excited when they reached out to become an affiliate of this show um, and help my listeners utilize this platform for all the things that we talk about on this show because Music is one of those things that allows you to tap in and go to a higher level quicker than you could if you were just doing it on your own. So this helped so much in my meditative practice. It helped me from the mind wander that was constantly kind of coming up. It helped when I was in workflow for my mind to not wander into the lyrics of songs. It helped sort of just create this white noise in the background. And then this was the most unexpected help that happened. (laughs) It also helped with like getting my kids to bed and waking them up in the morning. I noticed that the general frequency of what usually would have been an up and down experience sort of leveled. And we all just experience this common calmness in all those instances where in a lot of nights and mornings, we'd have so many ups and downs. It leveled all of that out. So I'm excited. If you use the code, the death of a dream, you get 10% off of your subscription to that. Now, what I do love about it is that if it's not helping you, 
you can just end that subscription. So to try it for a month, it might cost you about three bucks. Okay. See if you like it. See if it works for you. And if it doesn't, you can always stop. Um, <laughs> but if it does, I think it's a really great way to tap into this self meditation, focus, presence work that we're always staying conscious of. I will have the link in the show notes every day for you to go ahead and check that on out. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at the death of a dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn, go ahead and check out the website. If you feel like it, there are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me, let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.